and welcome back to the TTPA, Tatani Talks Pirkei Avos, the year where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We are in Season 5 of the TTPA with the wonderful commentary of Swarno, with the translation and explanatory notes by Rabbi Polkovitz. We try to use a different commentary, Blinender, every season. And we are in 112, Perak Aleph, Mission Year Betty, where we have made it to one of my favorite commentators, one of my favorite sages mentioned in Perkeavos, that of course of the great Hillel. Hillel, who has founded the base Hillel, who many of the opinions, if not almost all the opinions, we usually go by, except for six cases, I believe, in the Gemara of Ya'al Kagam. Don't ask me what they stand for, I can't remember offhand. Hillel is a fascinating character. We know that he was the one that said, anything you don't want to do to someone else, don't do to, that you don't want done to yourself, don't do to someone else. The rest is commentary. Love your fellow as yourself. is the foundation of the Torah. All else is commentary when the gear, when the convert, the non-Jew really wanted to be converted. On one foot, the Gemara, I believe in Shabbos, points out, Hillel was the one that stood up and said, yes, you do the Haftarecha Kamocha. Hillel himself had unbelievable patience. There was an explanation of one of the Gemaras in, in the Talmud somewhere that someone bothered him and relentlessly, endlessly on Erev Shabbos, and he still had the utmost patience. Hillel also worked so hard for a dinar, half a dinar, went to school tuition to enter the base medrash and half went to support his family, which means tuition was very expensive even in those days. He had to use half the money to literally support his family and half the money to get in the base medrash. If the money is the same to support his family as to get in the base medrash, that means it was very expensive to get into the base medrash. One day, Hillel didn't have the money. What did he do? It was winter, bitter, cold, snowing. That didn't stop him. He climbed to the roof, went to the skylight, just to be able to hear the words of the Gemara, just to be able to see through the skylight, trying to listen in. And the sages, I don't remember who it was, the Gemara says, said, why is it so dark today? He said to his friend. They look up at the skylight, they see a lifeless form blocking the light. It's so dark. They go up and they see it's Hillel, frozen half to death, covered in four amos of snow. Hillel was a great lover of Torah. Hillel is a fantastic character, fascinating character, and we come to him now, and that was the great love of Hillel for the Torah. They warmed him up, and Baruch Hashem, he was good, and they let him into the study hall, I believe. This is the great character of Hillel that we come to now in this aspect of Perak Aleph. Hillel Shammai Kibbu Mehem. Hillel Shammai received the tradition from them. Be among the disciples of Aaron, Aaron being the key harbinger of peace between a husband and spouse and wife, between friend and friend, between acquaintances, between family members. He was a fascinating character. That's why it says when Aaron died, call base Israel, call base whatever the the wordage is in the Torah, everyone was weeping for Aaron. When Moshe died, though, I believe the wordage is different. The words used are different. Maybe Kol Beis Yaakov or Kol Beis, something like that. But it didn't say Kol Beis Yisrael because the men were more affected than the woman, even though he taught everyone, because Aaron made peace between everyone. So everyone loved Aaron. Aaron loved everyone. He brought peace between one another. The famous idea was that he would go to one person and say, do you know how pained... Shmerel is over not being your friend. Then he would go over and say, you know how pain Beryl is over not being your friend? If only he knew, if only you knew how sad he was 
And then they would make up and they would say, you know, if Aaron comes to me and is trying to befriend me, how could I sin? How could I not have good relationships? Aaron had a brilliant way of bringing people together, of doing peace, pursuing peace. This is Aaron, the Kohen Gadol. Aaron, the lover, pursuer of peace. So we should be like a student of Aaron, pursuing peace, chasing peace, trying to get the peace and give the peace out there. Oh, I have Shalom, the Lord of Shalom, loving peace. And chasing peace, not just loving peace, but being active about it, chasing after peace, trying to get peace wherever you go, wherever you are. Not just pursuing peace, but loving people and bringing them closer to Torah. They say that in every generation, I believe the Gemara points out, maybe the Yerushalmi, in every generation that the Beis Amidus was not rebuilt, it was as if it was destroyed anew. It was destroyed again in that generation. We know that based on English, the first one was destroyed because of Gilearai, Shvichastamim, and Avodazara. So stay away from idol worship, any type of idol worship, whether it's the worship of actual idols, stone, or the worship of money, the worship of people, the worship of the wrong values, any type of worship, the worship of the wrong role models, the wrong quote-unquote entertainers, or actresses, or actors, or singers, or football players, not good at all. That's its own type of idol worship according to some opinions. Don't be involved in hurting others. No bloodshed. No embarrassing people in public, which is like bloodshed. And obviously only having moral relationships. Husband and spouse. No one else. Watch out for Yichud and those things. And make sure that that could be the reason that we could renew the base of English. But more than that, the, the other base of English, the second base of English, why was it destroyed? Because of Sinat Chinam. So if it wasn't rebuilt in this generation, Sinat Chinam is still a problem. Hating people baselessly. And I believe the Chavitz Chaim says the solution. What is the solution? The opposite of Sinat Chinam. The opposite of Sinat Chinam is Ahavad Chinam. Loving people without reason, without cause, without factors, unconditionally for no reason at all. If the base of Midrash was destroyed because of baseless hatred, no reason, or having righteous rage, as Rabbi Foreman says, what means you're provoked, but to what extent and for what reason, and are, is it in the right form and the right person, and is it in the right extent? No, for sure not, it has to be calmed down. So the extent of simplifying, not simplifying, but simplifying, figuring out a way to rebuild the basic ministry, we have Ahabat Chinam love every single person regardless of their political views, regardless of their religious views, regardless of their views on safety and health and vaccines or ideology or political figures. It doesn't matter. Love every single person. Respect their opinion. Care for their opinion. I can disagree with you, but I can still love you. It doesn't mean I have to hate you. A Democrat could love a Republican. A Republican could love a Democrat. A religious Jew could love a secular Jew. A secular Jew could love a religious Jew. A Chiloni could love a Dati. Dati could love a Chiloni. Breslov to Hasidish. Hasidish to Breslov. Chiloni to whatever. It doesn't matter. If we love every single person that could be, in the words of the sages, I believe the Chavitz Chaim, how we could bring the Beit HaMikdash. And it all comes from Hilo telling us to be like Aharon. Aharon was the first major figure that we know who was pursuing peace all the way back in the Torah, all the way back in the, the when we're introduced to him in the, in the book of Shemos, we too should pursue peace. We should love peace. And maybe if we did so, love every single person regardless of anything that they stand for, regardless of anything in their life, and not judging any person for any reason, maybe we could bring the Beit HaMikdash again. May it speedily be in our days. May it be today. The Svarna points out, do not be as impatient and as strict as Shammai. 
as our sages of blessed memory recount three proselytes men in one place and said, The harshness of Shammai threatened to remove us from the eternal world. While the humility of Hillel, the humility of Hillel, brought us under the sheltering wings of the Divine Presence. That comes from Gemara Shabbos 31. The notes point out, on Shabbos 31a, the sages recount three different episodes of heathens who came to the sages expressing a desire to convert to Judaism. This is what we talked about before. However, each one attached a condition to his conversion. The first heathen expressed a desire to convert on condition that he be permitted to accept only the written law, but not the oral law. The second person was on the condition that he be taught the whole Torah while standing on one foot. That is the very, very famous story about Hillel and the convert. And the third, or the almost convert, and the third, although I think he did, and the third that he be appointed high priest. So they all attach conditions to be converting. You're not supposed to have conditions. You're supposed to come with the supreme love of the religion and the Judaic way of life to come close to Hashem. When each of these individuals came before Shammah, he understandably rebuffed them. Hillel, on the other hand, addressed them cordially, gently persuaded each one that his condition could not be met without compromising the integrity of Torah law. In this manner, he convinced all three individuals to accept conversion unconditionally. Amazing. The Sparta cites this Gemara as an example of Hillel practicing what he taught, practicing what he preached, showing us what he said in the Mishnah, to love people, to love peace, and thereby bring them close to the Torah. What can we do to bring peace, to bring the Beit HaMikdash speedily in our days may be today? Start with Ahavat Chinam. Join us next time as we talk about not making your name known, not looking for a reputation here on the TTPA. And I'm your host, Tani.